So you have to be screened for prostate cancer. And it turns out that the PSA test is uh, likely not the best test for prostate cancer. Well, you're in luck. There are other tests, urine tests and blood tests that are better for screening for prostate cancer. Let's go. Welcome to the Dr. Geo Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Geo, which is my goal to help you with your urological function and how to live better with age. Today, we're talking about best screening tools for prostate cancer. What are they? We know that the PSA test is not that great for prostate cancer, right? We know it's a good prostate test. So it tells me something about your prostate health, but not that good. And this is, of course, you've read about this all over the place. Not that good to screen for prostate cancer. Okay. So I'm going to talk a little bit today about you know, the PSA test. Like, what's the deal here? And then other tests that you may or may not know about before you undergo a biopsy. Right? <laughs> You, you probably heard me say this before many times. I, I, no one wakes up uh, saying, oh, man, today I get a biopsy. I'm the happiest man in the world. I can't wait. No, no one. right? No one wants uh, a, a rod up their rectum and needles going through their rectum uh, and you know, poking the prostate. So there are other tests that we're going to discuss today on, you know, that you can ask your practitioner, your urologist uh, about, and, and maybe they can utilize that test. But first... Let's talk a little bit about the PSA test um, because it is controversial. And I think that the issue here is that it's misused. It turns out that before the PSA test was invented, we're talking now late 1980s, early 1990s, you know, men who came with prostate cancer, they already had aggressive prostate cancer. They already had advanced prostate cancer. Oftentimes, like 40% of the times, it was it spread through the body because there was no good test to determine early on, hey, you have prostate cancer, we need to take care of this early, right? So life was not better before the PSA test for men with prostate issues. Life became a little better with men from that PSA test. The problem, of course, is practitioners and urologists abused the test and over-biopsied, you know, a little elevation biopsy and over-treated for prostate cancer. So we know that there is such thing as low risk and even very low risk prostate cancer that where the person will never die from that, from their disease. They'll die from something else. So treating prostate cancer with low risk disease does not save lives from prostate cancer. Now, you know, the, the healthcare costs is billions of dollars and there's comorbidities, right? Other health problems that are from the result of these biopsies, you know, infections, uh, urinary incontinence, uh, erectile dysfunction, all, all the type of things that you, you don't you don't want, right? So it's not a matter of oh, well, let's get rid of the PSA test. Is how do we best use this test and not pull the trigger? <laughs> literally, no pun intended. When the PSA is either high or or so forth. So best way of utilizing this PSA test is you know look at how it changes within time and it's age dependent. So if there's a 43-year-old guy coming in with a PSA of let's say 2.5, that PSA might be high though the range says 0 to 4, which is ridiculous, 
is not really zero to four, is age dependent. That's a high PSA for a 43-year-old guy. If the PSA for a 70-year-old guy is 4.5 out of the range, for a 70-year-old guy, that may be normal. That's not a big deal. So it depends, all right? So it's using that PSA test in a better way. And it's important that I say that because then the other test that I'm going to discuss actually uses PSA as part of its sort of mathematical algorithm to give you a number and to tell you if you're at risk or not at risk of prostate cancer. Before I move on to tell you about all these other tests, I want you to know one really fundamental, very important thing. You are not really interested in finding all prostate cancer. You're only interested in finding the type of prostate cancer that might be more aggressive, meaning what? Meaning that it might spread. And if you catch it early enough, it could save your life from dying from prostate cancer. That's it. We're not interested. So there's some test that, including PSA, oftentimes, by the way, that gives you sort of these false positives. Not really a false positive in the sense that there's no cancer, but it tells you, you know, probably the type of cancer that there's not something we should ignore. I can't tell you the amount of times I see in my office and I have a 53-year-old guy gets a biopsy. And what did they find? Gleason 6 prostate cancer. Gleason 6 prostate cancer. Now, I love me a good Gleason 6 prostate cancer. You've heard me say this before. There's an episode, a podcast episode on Gleason 6 prostate cancer that I think you should listen to if that applies to you because it gives you a wake-up call. But at the same time, this guy should have never been. We found something or his practitioner, his doctor found something that should have never been found, right? So we have that problem. All right. Enough of the PSA test, patient-simulated anxiety test. I have a friend who calls me, oh, dread, I'm dreading this PSA test tomorrow. It's like it causes so much anxiety with men. It's, it's crazy. The good news is that there are other tests that are more sensitive and specific to prostate cancer, okay? Meaning that it's better than the PSA test in terms of identifying prostate cancer. And oftentimes the most aggressive type, which is what you care to find. And there are a few. And you need to have this discussion with your urologist. Sometimes for reasons that I'm not aware of, maybe they don't know about it, maybe they're just not doing it. You need to bring it up. You need to be proactive in that conversation with your doctor because they're not always going to offer it. It's just the bottom line. So you have to be well prepared and ask the right questions and ask them for these tests. Let's start with the 4K score, the 4K score. The 4K score is a blood test, better than PSA tests to screen for prostate cancer. And what it does is they have their own patented method to give you a number. And if that number is at a higher than their threshold, then that indicates that, yep, you, you have prostate cancer, you should look into it. If it's lower than you don't have to worry about it, maybe you don't even need a biopsy, okay? The 4K score, so K, 4K. All right, what does the K stand for? K stands for calocrins. Don't worry about that name. It's a a scientific jargon. But the PSA molecule that you find in the blood is a calocrin, which is a protein. There are other calocrins that are not PSA in the prostate. Calocrin 2, 3, 4, whatever. And what they do is they say, okay, We'll use a PSA 
which is Calicrin 3, and we'll combine it with other Calicrins, and then they'll give us a score. And depending on that score, it'll indicate if you should get a biopsy or not. Cool. I, I like anything that's better than PSA, honestly. My only hesitation with the 4K, and I've used it and still I, I use it occasionally and I have other practitioners that use it and I get that information from their doctor and I utilize it in terms of my screening approach to recommend or not recommend biopsy. The problem, however, is that if we're saying that the PSA test is a problem and we cannot really depend on it, and the fact that if somebody has an enlarged prostate, they may have uh, a benign high PSA or a false high PSA, meaning what? Yeah, you have, you're making a lot of PSA because you have a big prostate. So maybe it's a 10 or 12, but it, right, it's a big prostate. Then that number is calculated in the algorithm. So what I've seen is that men with big prostates, and this is just my clinical experience, I don't know if it, there's been any data written on this, and I've talked to colleagues, they feel the same way. If they have a big prostate, which translates to a high PSA, that number is calculated in the algorithm and it may have a false elevated number that may trigger a biopsy. That's my hesitation with 4K score. Other than that, it is better than just PSA by itself. The other test that we look at is called the Select MDX. Select MDX. Select MDX is a urine test where the practitioner has to massage the prostate. No, they're not there for 10 minutes. They're probably there for 20 seconds or so. <laughs> Drew a visual there. That's not good. Uh, massage the prostate, right? From the side to the middle on both sides. And then the patient has to urinate into a cup. And there again, that result gives a number that is more selective and more specific to prostate cancer. That test does not use PSA as, a, uh, as part of its algorithm. So it is a better test as a result. So select MDX, you can, again, ask your doctor about it. Yet another test is called the um, Prostate Health Index Test. Prostate Health Index, PHI, is, is abbreviated as PHI. And I admit, I've, that's the one test that I've never used because it's not available in New York. Uh, and I, last time I heard, it's available in most places, but not in New York. Again, this particular test is a blood test that uses, once again, PSA as part of its algorithm. And my argument remains, if we're saying that PSA by itself is a problem, then we're still utilizing that value, that number in an algorithm that may, you know, may, may provide a false, uh, a false number, a false uh, information that may trigger me to get a biopsy where probably I don't have prostate cancer because I have a big prostate. Okay. Just like the 4K score. So that's the phi. If that's all that you have available where from, you know, wherever you live, because sometimes uh, not all these tests are available, then it is better than just PSA, just like 4K score. Okay. So that's that. Uh, yet another test that we're going to discuss. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor because it is a urine test uh, that uh, is very good. It's called the ExoDX Prostate Test. And this is uh, one of the main assessment tools that is available as an at-home collection kit so that patients can provide their specimen urine and you send it back very conveniently. 
this test, the XODX test, is one that I use all the time. And it's convenient. Oftentimes, we're doing telehealth, and we just can order an XODX test to the patient. The cup gets to their home. They pee in the cup, send it back, and we get the results. The other good thing about the XODX prostate test is that you don't need a prostate massage. You don't need a, a, a digital rectal exam. Just pee in a cup. It's a very good test. Uh, it's been studied heavily, a lot of research behind it, and now it's part of the National Cancer Screen Guidelines since 2019 to determine if early detection for prostate cancer is necessary and hopefully avoid a biopsy or avoid a repeat biopsy after the first biopsy was negative. XODX text. Thanks, guys, for your sponsorship. And we'll continue. Two more tests that we want to discuss. It's called the PCA3 test. PCA3 test. This was the test we used a long time ago, primarily. Again, rectal exam, massage of the prostate, pee in a cup. It gives you a number. The problem with the PCA3 test was, and I think still is, is that it wasn't too specific and sensitive for the type of prostate cancer that we actually want to find. So we don't want to find low-risk prostate cancer, those Gleason 6 cancers, right? We, if we can avoid it. Well, it turns out that it wasn't too sensitive for that. So we kept finding Gleason 6, Gleason 6, Gleason 6. So the other tests, 4K, Phi, and Select MDX, and certainly the XO prostate test that we're going to talk about in a second, is more sensitive to finding more aggressive cancer. Okay? So the PCA3 test is one that uh, it's still used. Again, if that's all that your doctor has available to you, it is better, but um, doesn't seem to be the best test. Finally, the EXO DX test for prostate tests. And um, again, that's our sponsor, but this is a, a, an objective talk here. Um, but it is the test that I use most. And it's because of its convenience and just the data, just a lot of good data supporting that yeah, this is a very good test. So for example, their threshold is about 15.6. So if it's above that, there seems to be more prostate cancer of the type that we want to find. What I've noticed with the ExoDX test, and I'm also saying this because I know that a lot of our listeners are healthcare practitioners um, in integrative medicine and functional medicine. The ExoDX test, if the number, so remember we said that the threshold number is 15.6. What if that number is 16, 16.2? Does that mean, you know, it's above the threshold, but should we worry? And I'm finding that not so much. I'm finding that the higher the number, the more likelihood there of being uh, more aggressive prostate cancer. Is that always the case? I don't know. Because I have seen guys with Gleason 6 prostate cancer with an exotest of 40, 42, which is significantly higher. It goes up to 100. And, but they have Gleason 6. So no test is perfect, but this test is convenient, certainly more sensitive. Look, and, and if you really want to come down to, I really want to know, but only if it's prostate cancer that I really want to find out because I really don't want a biopsy, but if everything indicates, darn it, that I need it, I, I want everything. I want the best of the best. What you want to do is you do a urine test like the XODX test and also get a pelvic MRI of the prostate, get an MRI of the prostate, and that will indicate, it gives you a pirate number in a scale of one to five, higher number, more aggressive scenario, potentially 
combine the XODX with the MRI or even the 4K score, honestly, there's data to support that and the MRI can give you a better indication if absolutely we need a biopsy or you know what? Everything is indicating that you don't need a biopsy. Okay. And you can live your life. And then you continue to monitor with the PSA test because there is value called PSA kinetics. So the, the velocity, if it changes significantly between one reading and another in three months, six months, a year, you have to pay attention to that. Though that may not mean that you need a biopsy, but one needs to pay attention to that. So there is some gray, but it's now with all this technology and all these tools, there's a whole lot less gray in the area of prostate cancer and, and PSA and all these other amazing tests that are available. All right. If you do have prostate cancer, you're listening to me. I want you to know that life is not over. Life, this is just beginning. I can't tell you the amount of patients I see and the people that email me of how they're living a better life, a better life as a result of this diagnosis. This is Dr. Gio signing off. I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Dr. Geo podcast. You can watch all episodes of this podcast and much more by subscribing to my YouTube channel on youtube.com forward slash Geo Espinoza ND. If you love what you heard today, you can help by leaving a five star review of the podcast on Apple and Spotify as each review helps us reach more men who are serious about improving their urological health and how to function better with age. And for the latest research and actionable takeaways in the world of men's health and integrative urology, sign up for my newsletter at drgeo.com. I'll see you next time. And now for a brief disclaimer. This podcast is for general information only, and we're not forming a doctor-patient relationship through this medium. The use of the information and all links associated with this podcast is at the listener's risk and is not to replace medical advice from a physician or a healthcare practitioner. Lastly, thoughts and opinions related to this podcast are my own and may not reflect the views of any institution or organization I'm associated with.